Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everybody mm, hey uh i'm carol ann this is matt and if we sound different this week i hope that you don't notice at all uh we're a day late we actually had everything completely prepped and ready to go yesterday uh and when we went to record we were having some technical difficulties because of a technology upgrade so uh hopefully you don't notice a difference If you do notice a difference, it sounds fine on our end, but if it sounds like shit to you, let us know, (laughs) please. There is a simple solution, and that is just not listening. (laughs) Yeah, that would be the easiest solution, truly. Um, Okay, so it's a me episode today, and uh, before we get into it, just a couple of housekeeping items. You know what they are. Uh, The first one, if you... What is that? Uh, If you're... uh, Oh, oh, wow. What's going on? (laughs) We're on all your favorite social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, I've been kind of inactive, but I think we're going to get the gang back together. Uh, We'll probably start getting some more... um, like cross pod promos in the episodes again uh and yeah so if social media is not really your thing though you can hit us up on good old-fashioned email at uh, boost and confused podcast at gmail.com um if you like the pod and you want to support us the best way that you can do that is by leaving us a review i have finally this is like when i discovered i could download the itunes Thing onto my laptop. Oh, you downloaded uh, the iTunes. About- <laughs> uh, and then I was like leaving a bunch of reviews because I finally was able to do that because I usually listen on Spotify and now Spotify uh, allows you to do um, ratings and reviews. So I have finally started doing that for some of my favorite pods uh, and I highly recommend that you do the same. I have no idea how that algorithm works. If there even is one, probably not. Um, But if you like the pod and you want to support us, the best way you could do that is by leaving us a review and subscribing, following wherever you get your podcasts. Um, If you leave us a review, you feel so inclined and you take a screenshot and you send it to us, we'll send you some boost and confused stickers in the mail for free. You can always undo your review afterwards why are you doing this yeah you could always edit it after and be like you know what this pot is total shit um which i also encourage you to do i might send you more stickers if you do that. <laughs> i might hand deliver them um and the the last piece is uh what are you drinking Ooh, um it is a, a like a protein shake yeah it's i'm a, i'm drinking water it's a school night to be fair, there's a, a can of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That was that's yours. Still a little booze in there, Ooh. but it's probably about a week and a half old. That's 
horrible. Don't yeah, air our pretty... dirty laundry <laughs> like that. I didn't notice it until, um, well, it's like hiding behind this candle. I didn't notice it until um, sat down earlier to sort out the technical difficulties. So, yeah. But the, the protein thing that I have here mm-hmm. is from Pure Native. Oh. It is vanilla ice cream flavored. Lovely. And um, if you have <clears throat> issues um, taking protein, this is a nice, gentle um, formula. I also added some powdered peanut butter to it. So Lovely. it tastes like a melted Culver's concrete mixer. Amazing. I love it. Great. All right. Well, I think we should get into it. At yeah. this Ooh, point. You didn't ask me, but I'm also enjoying a a lovely um just half of an avocado right now. <laughs> I'm just just got a spoon in my hand and I'm just scooping he's, out. He's not, but mm, uh wouldn't put it past him. It's a fruit. All right. I have some some news to share. Ooh, what is I, it? I I've hit guac bottom. And oh, the time and- is ripe. And I'm sorry that those were pitiful. Not one of my best moments. Mom jokes don't really come with having a kid like dad do- jokes do, apparently. Um, so you're probably thinking, Carol Ann, I'm three seconds from turning this episode off. Can I turn myself off right no. now? Can I turn my head no. off? Can I just, <laughs> uh, just, just power down? That was... You know what, Matt? I would say it sounds like there's a chip on your shoulder. <laughs> Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> Literally, no one is going to be laughing the way that I'm laughing. Um, if you haven't guessed it, today we're going to talk about avocados. And we're not just talking about any avocados. We're talking about avocado from Mexico. cartels. Oh! Avocado cartels. Yes. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. What's funny is I originally started writing this episode in like July 2021. Um, and then I just never picked it back up. But I was re-inspired after recent news headlines that I'm sure you're all very familiar with. Um, but if you live under a rock and you don't read news headlines, uh, it was that the U.S. had temporarily banned avocado imports from Mexico um, because of a threat, like verbal threats, against uh, one of the inspectors from the U.S. Yeah, this is right up there with the whole like Russia-Ukraine thing. Uh, the, yeah, the avocados. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we did uh, buy some from our local grocer. You know, the like a five pack, mm-hmm. and like about halfway through the bag, that news came out, and I was like, I should sell these. <laughs> I should scalp like the quadruple. crap out of these. <laughs> quadruple the price. I put her on work with avocados, just yeah. saying, hey, 10 bucks. Yeah. Even What'd though the, the ban only lasted like a few days. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I assumed we were still no. not eating avocados. No. Well, I'm going to go to the store and buy an avocado then. Yeah. And there's a... I don't know. This we'll talk about it at the end, but it's it's very conflicting how I feel about uh what to do next. So I guess we'll we'll get there. I won't I won't spoil anything. Um but you're probably thinking, how do avocados fuel a cartel? We will talk about it. Okay. It's because they're a superfood and they're full of nutrition. <laughs> Okay, yes, true, but um, I actually learned a lot from doing all this research. Uh, 
like things that I didn't know because I'm truthfully not an avocado enjoyer myself unless it's in guacamole or something else. I'm not like an avocado toast type. Uh, Matt definitely is. Matt lives his best life with like a big old slab of the wheat bread with like, uh, you know, toasted, of course, with like the the avocado slices and then sometimes like the everything but the bagel seasoning on top. A little bit of jalapeno. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of lime. The um the everything but the bagel seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that I often find myself buying one or two avocados, saying I'm gonna save that for my weekend breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then it gets and ripe then I overnight. Don't, and yeah. then it's it's um I'm just picking around the leftovers of what is edible still yeah. and it's always a regret yeah um all right so let's kind of talk about how we got here so u.s consumption of avocado uh has like tripled since 2001 thanks millennials <laughs> it's, us. it's shockingly not just our fault um so in 2020 the u.s imported over two billion pounds of avocados from mexico uh and what's really surprising is most of the avocados that we actually eat here in the U.S. come from uh, Michoacan, Michoacan, yeah, um, a state in Mexico. So like 80% of our avocados come from this state in Mexico, which is wild. Uh, You have like some, I I think like the next biggest producer for the U.S. would be California, but I don't think California can really keep up with the demand like like Mexico has. Uh, And from my understanding, they're actually also the only state in Mexico that's allowed to export avocados to the U.S. So it's the only place that the U.S. is importing um, the avocados from from Mexico specifically. Well, that's a monopoly if I've ever heard one. Well, yes. Yeah. Do you think the avocado cartel uses the shoe or like the hat or like the little car? <laughs> For a second, I was like, what are you talking about? Um, I feel like they're probably the shoe. And there's like dog shit on the bottom. Oh, I just refuse to play Monopoly. I hate that stupid game. Yeah. Let's play a game with money. Nope, don't care. Yeah. (laughs) You lost me on that. Um, All right. So all of these things considered, like 80% comes from one place. Uh, There's only one state that's allowed to export to the U.S. Uh, This all obviously means, one, we're very heavily reliant on this part of Mexico for avocados, and two, it's a very lucrative business for them. Uh, It's like over $2 billion industry for uh, Mexico. Every year? Yeah. That's like... One weekend's worth of avocado toast. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so the the bright side of this is that this has really helped a lot of the avocado producers and the overall state out of rough economic situations. Great. Um, but because they're so profitable and they're so highly sought after, uh, they've also become a target as a way for cartels to diversify their portfolios. Uh, which is kind of how the cartels come into play here. Um, I don't think it's like super shocking that cartels have primarily dealt in drugs uh, in Mexico, but drugs obviously over the last 20 years uh, have kind of like lost their 
luster to cartels for like a variety of reasons so it's just not as profitable it's becoming harder especially like the war on drugs um that's like loose quotes yeah, the war on drugs done by Ronald Reagan <laughs> um but the like drug trafficking organizations found ways to make the avocado trade even more profitable for themselves so um Back in like 2019, I'm sure there's more updated numbers for this, but um, everything kind of points to this like 2019 report. Um, there were at least 12 criminal groups that were operating throughout the region for avocados. Um, there's two primary ways that they make money from this. So the first is extortion, which I feel like is very common regardless of like what the commodity is for cartels. Um, and the second is direct cultivation, which is probably a little bit more unique to the produce. So some groups also actually just turned to like hijacking shipments along the supply chain routes, which I am surprised that that's not more common. Um, but an estimated four truckloads of avocados are stolen a day along these routes um, by cartels. How many trucks do you, do you think are transporting avocados every day? At least four. I'm sorry. I don't um, actually many, know the answer to that. If I, if I knew this was a problem, I would start just driving empty trucks. Oh, trust me. Oh. The, what? Nothing. Just carry oh, on. Okay. Um, so there's one driver uh, who even said, like, within a six-month period, he was held up twice at gunpoint, forced to drive to a safe house, and unload all of his crates of avocados, uh, which is insane. Also, like, considering that those crates are, like, 40 to 50 pounds each, uh, it's a lot of fucking work, uh, especially after, you know, like, at least, like, just take my truck and do the work yourself, you know? I don't know if I'm going to be fucking hijacked. I don't want to do all that work for you. But that's part of, like, why the cartels do it the way that they do it. It's less work for them. More profit. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Uh, so let's talk about that extortion part first. Um, an example of, like, what you might find happen commonly is a cartel takes control of land and pretty much goes to all the farmers and says, like, you know, we want to protect you. We want to protect your avocado crops. So we're going to charge like X amount of dollars or like a fee for protection. Um, it's a very old school method of doing yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. Very throwback. Very throwback. So what ends up happening is there's like fights by other cartels over this land because everyone obviously wants a piece of this business. So, um, you know, it's like, like, oh, we're going to, we're the good guys. We're going to protect you from these bad guys. But actually, like, they're all baddies. So, and not like the, the, like, good kind of baddies. Like the, are we the baddies? Kind of baddies. Not like Han Solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These are all just Jabba the Huts. <laughs> God. Uh, what you also have happening a lot is kidnapping, like a lot of kidnapping, um, which is also, I think, a very like common tactic for cartels. Um, so this happens more commonly for like higher profile people who are in the trade. Um, so you could be like a higher profile farmer if you have like a ton of land. Um, you know, you could be like a prominent packaging plant owner, uh, you know. For those who end up returning, who, like, you know, aren't killed, um, you know, some come back and they're like, fuck this. 
I'm just going to pay for a bodyguard to follow me 24-7 for protection um, because they pretty much have become, you know, too successful for their own good and they become these huge targets to the cartels. Um, there's one guy in a video that I watched and I'll, I'll link it in the notes, but he and his son were both um, kidnapped and returned. And when they got back, they got their own private security. Um, but you could tell like they are like, you know, maybe like higher end clothes. Like they certainly look like they're they're wealthy. I'm not saying like that should make them look like a target or anything. But, um, you know, you certainly stand out like among the people who are usually just like the lower uh like pyramid what am I trying to say like the lower pyramid like workers within the fields Mm -hmm. um it's like a little bit more obvious uh that you're like super fucking wealthy (laughs) in this area you gotta go with like the um the Mark Zuckerberg Bill Gates method and still shop at Costco (laughs) with your ten dollar pants and your five dollar three pack of shirts yeah i mean that's that's kind of what i would do if i were wealthy that's what i would do i mean i know a millionaire who buys his pants for five dollars from farm and fleet that's probably also how he stays a millionaire which is really fucking funny but you know good good for him um so kind of getting back to the the kidnapping part uh, in 2017, it was actually revealed that cartels had used government databases to find, extort, and kidnap avocado farmers for decades. Like, they had been doing this for decades. Um, the reason that we're starting to hear about this a lot more is, we'll we'll, we'll kind of get into it a little bit later, but um, there, there just was not as much demand or uh, revenue around it until maybe the last 20 years. So, we'll get into it. But... Um, extortion doesn't just hit farmers and their land either. It's like, they also go after like the fucking shipping and packing facilities, which is insane to me. Um, okay. So that's, that's extortion. So the next would be direct cultivation. And that's, you know, another way that they make money from it. Um, an example of this is like a guy in his avocado picker team that he leads are like called to work on a farm picking for the day. And, to put it into perspective, these jobs are so highly sought after because they pay so much more than what you'd be getting anywhere else uh, within the state. So wow. what you might make, uh, you know, like a $5 um, minimum wage for the day or something in Mexico, these jobs are like $60. So that's how imbalanced it is and that's how much more these jobs pay. So obviously like highly sought after work um but you know so this guy and his team like would show up to pick and it turns out it's the cartel who called and then forces the team to pick for like seven or eight hours at gunpoint and obviously do not pay them for their labor oh, no. and then they take That's the avocados so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so all of this obviously very dangerous um but it's led to a lot of loss um for these farmers Uh, And so as a result, a lot of community-run armed security groups have popped up, um, you know, to protect avocado land uh, from the cartels, which is insane. And it's not like 
there's I would say there's two sides to it. There's one side where there's like private security groups who are formally trained. They like work beside the police. Um, and then the other side is like you're literally farmers who like are now being trained to be security. You've never had formal gun training before um, and you're just given a gun. And now you are like part time farmer, part time security fucking patrolling your entire little town part-time gun guy (laughs) i mean it's it's crazy and so um there's also been calls from local governments to like create a branch of the national guard specifically to help with the avocado farms it's it's that big of a problem So these vigilante groups have set up checkpoints around towns. There's like 50 checkpoints around four large towns um, and they stop cars. They search them for weapons and they're essentially trying to just stop anyone who's involved with organized crime and the cartels from entering the area. Um, You like I I have all of these videos in the notes, so you should definitely watch them. But um, these groups are like absolutely insane. They're armed with AR-15s and shotguns. And again, like they're not ex-military folks that all got together for like the greater good. They're like literally just fucking farmers. They're just farmers who like just want to farm and like protect their land. Um, And they join this group because they feel like they have no other option because they're not getting government intervention for the most part. Um, And most of these farmers have like never even shot a gun before they have joined these groups. It's insane. They have they have <clears throat> they have gun training like multiple times a week, um, which is also crazy to me. But these citizens in these cities feel like these groups are the only way to really stay safe because again the government hasn't really stepped in to help. So there's like one case where this guy tells a story. He's like so angry because there's like gang warfare happening in the woods between cartels where he lived um he went to state authorities to complain about a cartel takeover of the forest and instead of helping uh the state police officers broke into his house when he wasn't home overturned like all of his furniture they stole his gardening tools um and they left him a warning note uh to stay silent and uh yeah he fought back And he filed a complaint with the state's Human Rights Commission and, like, took the story to local journalists. But he said, like, the worst case scenario is that they just decide that I'm being too noisy and they kill me. Oh, my goodness. Is it the government that does that or is that the cartel? The government. Well, both. Maybe both. both. Oh, boy. Yeah, maybe both. Um, So it's really sad. But, like, residents have talked about how the government is, like, even too afraid to go into some areas. So there's just really no hope for government intervention. And at that point, like, you really might just need the straight up fucking military to go in. Unless that's also just a no-go. And at that point, I don't know what you would do if, like, you can't even send your military in. Um, And so the, the violence within... Um, this state is so bad that the number of homicides have hit all-time highs within the last few years. Uh, there's this report that I have linked uh, from maplecroft.com. Um, so if you go to like look at the uh, report in the show notes, that's the link for it. Um, they talk about how avocados are like the next conflict commodity, basically. So uh, things around this that I'm not really getting into in this episode. Um, but there's a lot of problems with, 
uh, deforestation because people want to cut down trees and they want to plant more avocado trees. Um, so there's like patrols of, um, I don't know, I guess I would say like forest government folks in Mexico who go to like inspect land and make sure that the area isn't actually being de uh, deforested, mm -hmm. if that's right. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other part of that is, you know, there's like really large um, impacts of this on the land itself because the avocado trees take up so much more water than other trees that it just like bleeds the land dry, basically. There's a whole bunch of other shit around this um, that I'm not fully getting into because I'm just focusing on the cartel aspect, but um, highly recommend reading it. It's It, it kind of put me in this sort of like conundrum of, well, I don't even really fucking like avocados to begin with, but um, it put me in this conundrum of like, how are people supposed to react to this sort of thing? Um, but there are a few things that kind of help create this recipe for disaster. And it's it's not really what I expected, I'll be honest. So until 1994, it was actually illegal to import avocados to the U.S., from Mexico, which, what happened in 1994? Pop quiz. Um, I have no idea. Great. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't even know if I knew that avocados existed in 1994. Probably not. I certainly did not. Uh, so when former President Bill Clinton signed NAFTA into law, avocado consumption in the U.S. exploded to, like, unprecedented levels. Um, you know, as avocados really caught on in the last couple of decades, the money obviously followed with that. Um, you know, another reason for, for this is the government getting tougher on cartels and drugs. I, like, kind of alluded to that a little bit earlier. But drugs have become less lucrative for cartels, so they've had to diversify their portfolios. It's also just, like, a little bit... I don't know, I would say, like, less risky than having all your eggs in one basket. Um, avocados. Yeah. So I, I'll also say it's not just avocados that this happens with. This also happens with other, um, I don't know, like, produce, like, limes and, and blackberries. Um, I think the avocado one is just the most profitable industry that it's, you know, uh, probably the, the larger fights. So... Um, so this state in, in Mexico, Michoacan, has been prized by criminal groups as the center of Mexico's heroin production, um, but because the rise of synthetic opioids caused the price of opium to plummet to under a third of its, like, value five years ago, um, cartels, you know, scrambled for, like, alternative income streams. So We need other addictive yeah, exactly. things. Yeah, exactly. Avocados. Like, like healthy fats, though. So that's kind of all I have. I don't really have a great outro for this one. Um, it's just like some absolutely insane shit. I kind of debated um, adding in like more personal stories here, but I'm going to be honest, as you like, if you decide that this is a topic that's interesting to you and you want to like dive in a little bit more on your own, I would just like heed caution um some of the stories can get really brutal um it's the cartel and they do some really fucked up stuff like there was one story that i read and i won't get into all the details but basically like two cartels were fighting one is like 
the largest cartel in the area and they basically took a bunch of um members from the other cartel like dismembered their bodies and then like hung them up in um the town to be like hey you like if you're a patriot you should kill these other cartel people that's the kind of shit that like when you really start to look into this that's kind of how it goes and i didn't want to do that so it's a little just dark. a warning it's a little too dark for my taste these days yeah um so so that's it i think i'm actually just gonna blame all of this on bill clinton you can blame a lot of things on bill clinton <laughs> Uh, Russia, Ukraine right now. Thanks, Bill. Ooh, no, I, I think that's got some some more historical roots. Yeah, absolutely. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but everything else. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate just, it. Just about. Well, uh, that is it for today's episode. I hope that you learned something today. Um Oh, the whole part that I forgot is like, now that you have this information, what are you supposed to do? Because in my mind, I was like, well, you could just boycott avocados. Um, However, it's really hard to tell uh, when you're in the store uh, where the avocados actually come from. It just says like imported from Mexico. So you can't really tell, right? It's like kind of a blanket sticker. Um, And then the other thing is like by boycotting avocados, in turn, you're really just hurting the people who rely on this like, for like the jobs. Farmers. Yeah, exactly. The farmers, the pickers, like the field workers. Um, and so what I had read that was the recommendation was like instead of boycotting the avocados, what you should do is like speak up to your uh, local representatives and like make this a little bit more of a talked about issue. Um, yeah. So... I don't know. I hope I didn't ruin anybody's love of avocados, but uh, I hope people start to to read that conflict uh, commodity report from 2019. And uh, I don't know. See what avocados are doing to us. Yeah, I don't know. I still might be at the uh, local brunch place getting my um, ten dollar avocado toast along with my um, you brought your own bagel seasoning though <laughs> mimosas no they always do it better than i do but hey we have limes yeah we do I have limes. totally do that but we don't have any, any uh avocados yep yet yet just kidding they're in the crawl space i'm hiding them. <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining us today next week we should be on time as long as everything sounds good again if it doesn't let us know i would appreciate it and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, watch me be like like all hot mic'd up this, yeah. this week. <laughs> and it accidentally turned into an ASMR pod at one point when I was trying to test things out. And I, I'm not about that life. So It's like that or uh, like angry cod kid yeah. who's hot micing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next week. Buen voyage. Bye.